On today's show, the Yankees won the series in Minnesota, but it wasn't because of strong starting pitching. In fact, the starters had a hell of a time against the Twins the past three days. We'll talk about it. Plus, the Yankees are welcoming the Chicago Cubs to the stadium this weekend. We'll look at pitching matchups. And 20 years ago today, something special happened at Yankee Stadium. We'll briefly discuss that. And Abby and I have stories involving games we attended between the Cubs and Yankees. Next, Unlocked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Yankee fans. Happy Friday, June 10th. 2022. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Mastracco. We'd both like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the like button and the bell so you're notified whenever our videos go live. And feel free to comment. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. Abby, it's been a week. Crazy. <laughs> What's going on in the baseball this week? Because My- I have been at the garden and I have been um, at a couple other practice rinks too. And I've been at the hockey. Yeah. So uh, what's what's going on with the baseball this week? <laughs> you know, the Yankees starting pitching had such a strong run. And then these past three games against the Twins, freaking nightmare. But in two of those starts, the offense bailed out the starter. The one starter they didn't bail out was poor Nestor Cortez, who saw his streak end. He didn't. It, there was some I can't remember the exact Um, record that he could have broken I think he was one start away from doing that and you know he was due for a game like that Uh, but it was just sad to see that come to an end and the offense couldn't do anything against Chris Chris Archer and the rest of the pitchers that day but I saw a really funny tweet about Nestor the other day Uh, he gave an interview and he was like I'm 5'10 and I throw 90 miles an hour you know like who would have something like who would have thought that I would be here and Somebody quote tweeted it and it was like, ah, yes, giving bear leaguers hope everywhere for our major league debut. (laughs) (laughs) buddy, The Yankees are calling you any second. (laughs) Yeah, poor Nestor. But that's it's fine. You know, but we'll go through the numbers because they all Tyone Cortez. We'll get into Cole, too, because he had a really rough outing last night. Historically bad. Could have been a complete nightmare. And, you know, it kind of I will say this. I feel like Twins fans were finally thinking, probably in the third inning of last night, oh my God, we're finally going to win a series against the Yankees. And then the Yankees were like, at least the offense and the bullpen were like, nope, 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 we're going to go back to the way it is. No, you're not going to get, no. Um, So Tyone went four innings, gave up four runs with Four runs on nine hits, one walk, three strikeouts, one home run. Cortez, four and one third innings, four runs, seven hits, no walks, three strikeouts, two home runs. And then Cole, (laughs) my God, started last night's game with back-to-back 
back-to-back home runs. Only the seventh time in Major League Baseball history. And when you think about how long Major League Baseball history is, it's amazing that our 300, what is it, $24 million man gave up three home runs in back-to-back-to-back at-bats to start the game. He's like, like what I love about Garrett Cole sometimes is that like he's the most dominant pitcher in baseball at times, but then when he's bad, he's like really, really bad. <laughs> I mean, my God. Like I... he just, man, he gets lit so like so quickly sometimes. And and it's not often. Look, he started the season bad and, and people panicked. And But like for such a dominant pitcher, yeah. he, can, <laughs> he can really just like – absolutely like have no concept of where the zone is sometimes like yeah looks like his arm's dead for a, and it'll be like one inning too and then the next inning it's like oh he's back to being Garrett Cole but like there'll, there'll be times where he's on the hill and it's like yeah man Garrett Cole's pitching like he's gonna be lights out oh no like somebody left the lights on and his, his arm can't find the switch like I mean he gave up five <laughs> home runs last night five and the twins still couldn't win the game and that's the other thing about last night's game the Yankees and Twins combined for nine home runs in Target Field, which is like, what? I joked, of course, about the balls being juiced again because some of the balls were, you know, Gallo hit the crap out of his first home run. It really went far. Um, and that's the other thing. Who were the heroes last night? Gallo and Hicks. Yeah, which is... I, I saw that like somebody, it was like a, oh God, what was it? I don't know, maybe it was like the Yes Network account or like the, uh, like, I don't know, like an MLB, some sort of like MLB like highlights account. Somebody tweeted like, Aaron Hicks is so good at baseball. And it was like the reactions, the piling on of that tweet. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I And I saw the tweet and it was like seemed innocuous enough. And I was like, huh, Yankees fans are going to have something to say about that. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Um, it is kind of funny. Both Gallo and Hicks went two for five with three runs batted in. Gallo's two were two home runs. Hicks was a home run and I believe a single. Uh, Rizzo had a big single. LeMahieu hit the fourth home run for the Yankees, which was also his 100th career home run. Um, but it was kind of funny when it was 7-3 and it turned into 7-4. And then seven when it got to 7-5, you could feel the energy <laughs> in target field changed to where they were like, they're not doing this to us, are they? Like, they're really not going to do this to us this time. And they did. Um, Let's talk about the bullpen briefly, because after Cole was taken out of the game, thank goodness, after two and one third innings of work, eight, uh, seven runs on eight hits, two walks, three strikeouts, those five home runs, Lucas Leckie, Miguel Castro, Wandy Peralta, Michael King, and closer Clay Holmes, which is what I will always refer to him as, went six and two-third innings, did not give up a run, only gave up one hit, walked two, struck out five to bail out Cole and shut down the game. And, I mean, that would be a great start for a starter, six and two-thirds with one hit and no runs. So what a weird game. And it feels like the Yankees and – Twins usually have at least one game that's kind of like, what the hell is happening? There was that infamous 12-11 game in 2019 with Hicks making the diving catch at the end and 
you know, the the Twins had the bases loaded. They could have blown open the game and won on a walk-off. And Chad Green was like, <laughs> when Nicks made the catch. And then he was also like, oh, my God, thank God I didn't blow a game. So, yeah, that's what last night felt like. Yeah. I was at the Garden last night. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> last night it felt like the Rangers were not going to win. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of felt that going into the game. I was kind of like, oh, doesn't feel right. We spent too much time defending, so they weren't able. The Rangers were sort of like the anti-Yankees last night. Like They, they couldn't get offense going. <laughs> they could not get offense going, and they kind of let up at the end of the game when it seemed like it was going to head into overtime. But, like, you know, look what happened with Tampa in game three. Palat in the last 40-something seconds. Hmm. They're just, like, two meaningless shots through traffic. So, like, the 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 Rangers were the anti Yankees last night. Man, that's sad. Um, in a moment, we're going to preview the pitching matchups because the Cubs are coming into Yankee Stadium, which is always fun to see. And if we have anything else to say about this series against Minnesota, we will. But first, let's talk about LinkedIn Jobs. Because as the sun comes up and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB network. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB network to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about our listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to Locked On Podcasts dot com slash survey right now to get started it won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 100 ticketmaster gift cards to take our audience survey go to lockedonpodcasts.com slash survey so before we get into the cubs thing so the yankees do what they usually do against the twins they win two out of three they're now 111 111 and 39 <laughs> against the twins okay since 2002 regular season and playoffs combined that's insane that's absolutely insane and when you think about it even if they lost last night it would still be 110 40 so it's like <laughs> it's still <laughs> complete domination there just crazy stuff so as I said, the Yankees are welcoming the Cubs into the stadium. The, your Yankees are 41 and 16. This is one of their best starts ever. And the Cubs are 23 and 33. They're not having a great season. No, not that people I really 
expected. I don't think anybody expected this as no. much as like, their front office like to talk about like you know somewhat of a quick retool last year when they dumped all their veterans at the trade deadline. <laughs> I don't think anybody expected. This is the fan base. I don't think they expected it. And I've heard from some scouts too that like the Cubs minor league system is not very good, and their development processes are like. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think all that, you know, talk about a quick retool, quote unquote, maybe that's not the exact quote, but like, that's at least, that's how, um, the organization made it sound. I, I think if fans were skeptical about that, they absolutely had a reason to be because uh, a lot of us in the industry were. Right. So there are a couple of storylines coming in. Clint Frazier, who hasn't really played much as a cub is of course, opening his mouth on the way into playing the Yankees and talking about um, things because that's just the way he is. Um, there's also a history with Marcus Stroman saying some things about the Yankees, especially when he was on the Mets. So it'll be interesting to see what happens Marcus with him. Stroman talks about everybody like, Oh well, yeah. Yeah. You, but know, you know how Yankee fans just, are when people Marcus talk about and Clint Frazier both have opinions and I'm all for athletes expressing their opinions sure. using their platforms. I just don't think it should come as any surprise that Marcus Stroman and Clint Frazier have things to say. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it's not surprising they, at all. Yeah, about teams that they, one, didn't play for, one played for, and one played for, you know, a cross-town rival. And Stroman grew up in, what, Long Island? Like, that's that's Mets town. Like, not surprised that they have anything to say. Right. Um, you know, Clint Frazier was talking about the facial hair policy and not being, not liking being mm -hmm. told how to look, which is understandable. Um, I have a love-hate thing with the facial hair policy. Um, part of me likes that they have it just because I don't like these guys whose beards are down to here and they look like they can house animals in their beards and they they just look gross to me. But <laughs> My ex-boyfriend got out of the army and like grew this massive beard. Oh, I could understand that though. He like, oh, it it became a thing. He was like, like we were on vacation in Colorado and he was looking up um, beard tutorials on YouTube. And I was like... Like at one point I just looked at him and I was like, no more effing beard videos. Like we're on vacation. Yeah. Stop it. And got to be a like we had a like 20 minute conversation with a bartender like up near Aspen about beard maintenance. And I was like, I'm sorry, like after this vacation, like we're not going to talk about beards anymore. <laughs> Like, his beard became his, like, identity. He got out of the army, and he had this identity of, like, he was beard man. Yeah. I mean, especially, <laughs> like, you know, the Yankees aren't as bad as the army. They let you have some facial hair. Like, the mustaches are fine. And they let you have, like, you know, I mean, when you look at Garrett Cole, they used to not allow guys to have hair like that. But I'm sure Garrett Cole is like, uh... I'm keeping my hair like this. Thank you. I'm not going to chop it off because, I mean, you know, there was that oh, whole thing with Mattingly and his like mullet. It, it doesn't look unkempt. Right. Some guys do look unkempt, which it is what I don't like. It doesn't look like. Yeah. Like, um. Cole actually has a nice head of hair. Not as nice as Jacob DeGrom. I'm so jealous of Jacob DeGrom's hair. And I have said this many times. Tyler Glass now. I'm jealous of his hair. He has fabulous Disney princess, princess, prince hair. Um, you know, just. Uh, if a guy could have a beard on the Yankees that's close cropped and not looking like, you know, 
a troll doll with a beard. Like, you know, that that would be nice. But yeah, I feel like the Yankees are loosening up slightly and that we might get to a point where you might actually see some with a, someone with a beard at some point, but not yet. It's not going to happen Maybe, yet. Like, I mean, nobody's going to go full, like, I don't know. ZZ to Top. Ha ha ha. There was um at the game last night. There was one of the Jets' offensive. Oh, Nick Mangold. Oh yes, yeah. Got the big beard and the hair. Yeah. And then last year at um when the Rangers or not the Rangers, the Islanders were in the Eastern Conference Final against Tampa as well. Uh, like the whole Jets O line came and they all were chugging beers. And there was one guy who had a mullet, and like. The section over there of like the former Nassau Coliseum, like it just looked like such a party, but it also like it was so perfect for the Coliseum because when you step into the Coliseum, you thought it was still the 80s. Oh, yeah. You felt uh, there was a guy who lit up a cigarette in front of me in the in the press box last year. <laughs> uh, like I turned it was the I was down in the auxiliary press box with two Swedish reporters and a scout from Tampa Bay. And we all just look at each other and we're like, what year is it in here? Because it really is a time warp. Uh. Then they show the the Jets O line on the big board, um, just chugging in this. And I don't remember which one, but he's got like he's got a fantastic mullet. And we were like, this is just so par for the course in this building. But ah. also, like he looks really fun. Like, can we go hang out over there? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna chug some beers with some guys with mullets. They seem like you know what do guys with mullets talk about? Like pickup trucks and <laughs> football. <laughs> Now, speaking of beard, a beard and hair, Wade Miley is starting for the Cubs tonight against Luis Severino. Miley is 1-0 with a 3.38 ERA and 10 strikeouts. Luis Severino, 4-1 with a 2.95 ERA, 61 strikeouts on the season. The Yankees, oh, the Yankees lineup is out. LeMayhew, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson, Torres, Hicks, Higashioka, Marwin Gonzalez. Interesting. Um matchups against Miley the person with the best numbers Marwin Gonzalez which is why he's playing 17 at bats not a huge sample size but compared to the other guys it's one of the highest numbers 412 with one home run and a run batted in so there's your matchup for tonight for tomorrow Let's see if they have everything up. I think they do. Yes, they do. Yay. Jordan Montgomery for the Yanks. Well, he doesn't have the highest starter ERA anymore. Not after Cole's blow up last night because <laughs> Cole is up to 363 and Ooh. Jordan Montgomery is at his 3.02. Oh, and he, so bloated there. Oh, my goodness. And he will be facing Matt Swarmer, who's 1-0 with a 1.50 ERA. Let's see how many games he's pitched because it doesn't look like a lot. Okay, only two games started. He pitched against the Cardinals in his last start on June 3rd, went six innings, only gave up one run on two hits with two walks, five strikeouts, got the win. So that'll be an interesting interesting matchup for the Yanks. And on Sunday, what's tomorrow's game? Is it a – oh, tomorrow's a night game. Okay, it's a 7-15 start, which means it could be a Fox game. I didn't even notice that. And then – Sunday is a 135 start. The Cubs do not have a starter listed, but it's Tyone. And we spoke about how Tyone did in his last start. Hopefully he will reverse that and do better against the Cubs. And speaking of the Cubs, in segment three, as I said, we will be talking about 
games that we've attended between the Yankees and the Cubs. I've only been to one, if I recall correctly. And it was a long-ass time ago. So, <laughs> literally, really was. It was 17 years ago. But first, our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I don't like taking pills. I would rather swallow a drink that I can just stir up that has a bunch of vitamins in it, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've been on it since the beginning of March. I take it before my breakfast and my coffee, and I usually make sure I have it before I work out. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. It supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, everything I need. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop a day into a cup of water, that's it. No need for a million pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. A lot of stuff happening in sports, a lot of things that you can bet on. You got basketball finals between the Celtics and the Warriors. You have all the hockey conference finals. And betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including what I just mentioned, the finals, the conference finals, baseball, of course. And you can also find the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So as I said, we're going to be talking about uh, games that we attended between the Cubs and the Yankees. Um, you can go first. Me? Can, yeah, you can talk about the game that you attended. It was Jeter's last game at Wrigley, which granted there weren't that many that he played at Wrigley. But it was in 2014. It was either his last or his second to last, but I believe it was his last because um, everybody got up and gave him a standing ovation at his last at bat. So it might not have been the, the, like, the last game for the Yankees in that series, but I believe it was his last game at Wrigley. Mm -hmm. So... I was in Chicago with the Los Angeles Kings for the 2014 Western Conference Final. And one of the Fox Sports West broadcasters, or somebody who worked in production, and I worked for Fox Sports West at the time too, but I was in editorial, not in production. And somebody in production got a bunch of tickets to see the Yankees and the Cubs from like the first night that we were in town. And we had all but like a bunch of the media people had been talking about this for a week. We were like, oh, cool. The Cubs are in town. Like, let's all go to a Cubs game. So then the first night comes and like I'm out with a couple other writers. We we're like, nothing happened. Like our the broadcast contact like never contacted us. And then we start seeing on Twitter and on Instagram like everybody's at this game like all the fox sports west crew and like the king's radio crew and like everybody was at this game we're like what the nobody nobody contacted it was me elliot tiford who covers the ducks now for um the orange county register and 
Lance Pugmire, who now covers fight sports, and um, two writers from uh, Edmonton. And they were like, like we all, we were the ones who like sort of initiated this group activity. We're like, let's go to a Cubs game. Let's all go to Wrigley. And somebody was like, oh, I've got a broadcast. I've got a contact to get tickets. And then we didn't get tickets. So <laughs> we felt very left out. Like, don't be that person. I get like, I get so sensitive when I'm left out of things. It's like, you know, when you're a kid and you get left out, like you're the one kid, like not invited to somebody's birthday. Yeah. Um, I get like, I still have that like weird feeling. So I always try to include everybody. Like, even if I'm like not super close friends with this person, but like if they're in like the extended part of the group, I'm going to include them because I don't want anybody to feel bad or excluded. Like we all did that day. So, um, that game, the first game of the series, was a night game at Wrigley. It got rained out. There yeah. was a long rain delay, thunder delay. They're all sitting there, and it's the cheap seats in the outfield because there was such it was a, such a, a large group. It got rained out. So the next day was um, I don't remember whether it was game one or two of the um, West final between the Kings and the Blackhawks, but. Um, me, Elliot, and Lance decide after the mornings, it's a day game at Wrigley. We decide that after the morning skate, we're going to drive over to Wrigley and we're just going to see if we can get some last minute tickets. And we ended up getting him on um, like Craigslist. I think my friend Rachel came and met us. I think she was working for WGN at the time. So we got four tickets like off of Craigslist or something like that day of. And it was an absolutely perfect baseball day it was like 75 with just like a little bit of a breeze it was a Wrigley day game and if you've never been to Wrigley you've got to go during the day like the night games are cool and everything but like that stadium's built for day games and it's just such tradition for like they didn't have night games for a long time they didn't have lights forever so it was like just the most perfect baseball day we got hot dogs and beers and we had insane seats we had such great seats that we got for like nothing. Like I said, it was off of Craigslist or something like that. And uh, like we had to like meet the guy and go get the actual physical tickets. He like lived in Wrigleyville and Elliot was trying to park the car. Lance was getting lost and I was like walking to meet Rachel and Rachel was like, she already had the tickets. She like knocked on this guy's door and got the tickets. Um, we had like the best day. Jeter's last at bat. Everybody was giving a big standing ovation. I can't remember who won the game. We just had a really great day, like watching baseball, though. Yeah. And then we drove back over to uh, the West End and we covered the hockey game. And when we got there, a bunch of the writers were like, kind of, were still talking about how they were so, not the writers, the broadcasters. Well, I guess some of the writers too, because they had gone, but they were talking about how bummed they were that their game at Wrigley got rained out. And they were like, and the, the Cubs were leaving town. We had a few more days in Chicago, but the Cubs were leaving town. So me, Elliot and Lance were like, oh, oh, you got rained out. You got rained. We went today. We actually went today and we had a perfect day. We saw Jeter's last at bat. Oh, we had the best day. And everyone's kind of like looking looking at us like, okay, shut up. And um, Patrick O'Neill, who is just like one of the nicest humans on the planet. He, at the time he was doing stuff with, with the Kings. Now he is one of the play-by-play -play guys um, with the Angels. He's doing play-by-play -play with Mark Kubica. And he came over and he was talking to me and Elliot and 
Lance and he's like, hey guys, I'm really sorry you weren't uh, included in that ticket group last night. He's like, I don't know how that happened. I, I don't know who got the tickets, um, but I had assumed that you guys were coming. I'm really sorry that you weren't able to make it. And we're pulling out our phones, showing him. And he's just like, he's like, oh man, like you guys got the good. I'm really, really sorry you guys didn't make it last night, but you guys got the better game. And he was like, kind of like whispering. He's like, hey, next time call me. Next time, let me know. The group was too big. <laughs> like <laughs> we had better weather luck. So yeah, we, saw, we had a really great day, and it was like, uh, just like it was, a, it was a perfect like work trip too. It was such a fun little, I don't know, it was such a fun little way to break up the you know a long hockey work day and also rub it in everybody's face because we got left out and we got the better game. Right. See, it's karma. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. leave people out. Now, it's funny that you mention the Derek Jeter aspect of your game because there's a Derek Jeter aspect to my game as well. Of course. Um, June 17th, 2005 at the Old Stadium. It was a Saturday game. It was a Fox game. And I was sitting in the left field bleachers. Now, if you're familiar with the Old Stadium, the left field bleachers was basically like you were sitting in Connecticut watching a game. You felt like you were so far away from everything because, you know, you had Monument Park in front of you. You had both. It was just, it was ridiculous sitting back there. But Derek Jeter came up to bat. It's 3-1. And I realized the bases are loaded. And I joked right before the pitch. I said, Jeter, shut K up. For reference, Michael K would always talk about the fact that Derek Jeter had never hit a grand slam. And not that Derek Jeter was bad with the bases loaded. He had like a 342 or a 340. Like his batting average with the bases loaded was really good. He just never hit a home run because Derek Jeter wasn't really a home run hitter. He would no. hit them, but it wasn't, you know, he wasn't like A-Rod. You know, he wasn't hitting, you know, 40, 50 home runs a year. I say, you know, make K shut up. Next pitch, boom. And the stadium reacted as if he hit a walk-off home run. And I was sitting in front of a group of Cubs fans who were like, like you guys are reacting like real like what is happening like this girl was like you guys are acting like you know he's never done this before I'm like well he hasn't she's like what do you mean and I said this was his first grand slam and she's like what you know because cup fans knew Derek Jeter you would know him from playing in the playoffs and stuff but it's not like they're paying attention to stuff like that and she could not believe it and I said yeah I said he's not bad with bases loaded he just never hit a home run and she's like oh my god I'm so excited I saw Derek Jeter's she's like I don't even care that my team's losing this is so great and it was just it was funny um and it was cool seeing Cubs fans at Yankee Stadium because we didn't see that before then you know that that was one of the first times they travel yeah I remember a series um years ago at Dodger Stadium and Mm -hmm. I was walking into the stadium early because we have to get there like three, four hours early for media. Right. And there was a family who was there um, like taking pictures all around the stadium and Dodger Stadium has some cool views. If you're up on like the upper deck, you can turn around and see like all of downtown LA, Mm -hmm. um, Hollywood sign. General Hospital. (laughs) On a very clear day. Usually it's not this clear though. There's usually smog and like fog out the ocean. Like you can maybe see the ocean sometimes. Yeah. There was a fan, there was a group of fans there who was like, they had a family with little kids and um, they were already taking photos and they'd like, I stopped and I talked to them and they were like, yeah, we've got a group of like, um, like four other families coming for this game. And I was like, Oh cool. Do you guys like, 
guys all live in Southern California. And they're like, no, we, this was our vacation. We live in Wisconsin. <laughs> I think a few of them lived in Illinois, but it was like four families that take a vacation together every year with their little kids. And that year it was uh, Dodger State. It was L.A. Um, or, and I think they said they went to Disneyland, too. They took the kids to Disneyland. But, of course. Um, they had like a group of like 20 something people, like wow. all in Cubs jerseys and who had come. And it, there's a ton of transplants in Southern California anyway. So like at the the Cubs, Cubs fans really travel like, man, I, I, I take my hats off to you guys because <laughs> you guys really have a good showing on the road. Now, it's funny that you mentioned Dodger Stadium because that ties into the thing I was going to talk about that I mentioned in the cold open. So June 2nd, 2002, went to Dodger Stadium for the first and only time to see the Dodgers play the Diamondbacks. And my brother spent the entire time heckling the Diamondbacks bullpen because we were right next to it. So flash forward a week and a day later, June 10th, 2002, the Diamondbacks are at Yankee Stadium. My brother is sitting in the left field bleachers right near the bullpen and heckling them again. And they really thought he was following them, but he wasn't. He just so happened to be there. So I mentioned June 10th, 2002, because on this day, Randy Johnson was pitching and rookie Marcus Timms came to the plate because Juan Rivera was hurt. And on the first pitch that he saw from Randy Johnson, he hits a home run. And my brother loves telling the story because he said to his friend, if he throws dead red, he's hitting a home run. I feel it. And the home run traveled to left field. And my brother was like, what did I say? <laughs> he's like, I told you it was going to happen. So happy anniversary to Marcus Timms. I can't believe it's 20 years. That's insane. <laughs> like what? But... Happy anniversary. I mean, that's got to be, I know it happens to some guys, but that's, and again, I mean, I know it's later Randy Johnson, but it was still Randy Johnson, you know, a few months removed from a World Series win that he hit a first pitch home run against for his first home run in the majors. So that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, so that's fun. Um, we did not have shows on Wednesday and Thursday. I was under the weather this week, and as you can tell from my pale face, I still am. But I was I'm gonna, working. I'm gonna <laughs> I do. I am going to do a couple of shows this weekend. So I haven't decided if I'm gonna do something live on YouTube, so you can see how I react to Yankee games. I don't know if I want to let you into that world yet, or if I just do shows talking about what happens tonight doing a recap previewing the game for tomorrow we'll see how i feel but look out for that you're gonna have two shows on the weekend Ooh, because all the other channels do it so you know why not i have nothing better to do it's not like i go out so i might as well just keep recording shows you should go out i know i should but do i want to be around people no <laughs> So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Abby and I would like to remind you that you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like, comment, hit the bell notification. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Make your second listen of the day locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully because he's from Boston, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. Enjoy your Friday and enjoy the weekend if you're not around. But if you are around, I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Enjoy the weekend. Go Rangers. Go Dubs. <laughs>